the pandemic seems to me to have picked some winners and losers. I mean, it's pretty clear when it comes to health issues. Some catch COVID and never see a symptom, and some wind up in the hospital. In our jobs, many folks get to stay home, log in, and conduct a relatively normal business day, while others have lost a job, a business, or even an industry. In the spirit of trying to stay positive, though, I see these times as having provided a relief valve as well. Where some doors have closed, others have opened. Like, for me, having the time to do this podcast. So as we head into Thanksgiving week, be thankful for what you have. Be positive that all of this will someday pass. And wear a damn mask and stay safe, okay? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Originally from the Philadelphia area, Matthew Cooperstein transplanted to Los Angeles in 2006 to work for the LA Weekly. He has 15 years experience in media and marketing and is currently in digital marketing sales for V Digital Services, a part of the Voice Media Group. Hi Matt, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right. So, uh, Tell the uh, folks on the podcast a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. Uh, you know, I live in Redondo Beach, California. I am into music and art and the beach and the outdoors. Uh, and I also, for from a career perspective, am in uh, currently, well, that might change very soon, but currently in media sales. What kind of media are you selling? Uh, you know, I am a digital marketing specialist, so to speak. I'm a, a digital sales director at a company called V Digital Services. Yeah, you know, essentially it's like small to large SEO, social media, Google, Google ads, things of that sort. Are, so you're an agency, meaning you sell multiple products for different companies. It's not like you have a specific product that you're selling. Uh, you know, yes and no. We We provide strategy right so as a digital marketing agency from a b2b perspective we are providing straight strategy and then execution of the said strategy for that business's end goals and objectives got it so a company comes to you for a strategy on how to market their product you guys put all of that together create the campaign i assume as well yeah absolutely you know it, it, it's exactly it. And it, we're talking a product, m- more likely a brick and mortar or like location based marketing. Uh, we handle a lot of uh, you know, restaurants and dentists and real estate projects, a lot of, you know, B2C commerce in a B2B environment. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to guess that as a salesman, you did a lot of traveling around to visit, uh, your uh, clients, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here in Los Angeles, a lot of time in downtown LA and uh, a lot of conferences in Vegas and lead generation conferences, all, all sorts of types of travel, yes. So here's the loaded question, of course. So what happened when the pandemic hit? <laughs> well, you know, luckily our, our company's headquartered in Phoenix. So I've always been working from home pre, pre-pandemic. 
have okay. you know, pretty decent office space. I, I'm conditioned to, you know, keeping myself motivated and uh, we're in the swim lane, so to speak, of what I need to do on a daily basis to succeed. Um, that right. said, everyone else I deal with isn't or wasn't or still isn't, you know, in a lot of yeah. cases. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I had an entire strategy of business built for 2020 that I was building into come March, like gaining momentum that just hit a wall, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, have the clients that you've been working with kind of pulled back on all of their advertising or are they continuing to try to market their products in the midst of all of this? I would think that marketing their products would be even more important now that they have to find different ways to get an audience to them. Yeah, this is, you know, you and me both. And, and it definitely is the case. So there's a couple different types of business, right? You think of the location base, like in our neighborhood, right? A mail, yeah. a mail store. I'm looking across the street at the mail place. Like, what are they doing to keep people coming to them instead of going to the post office or UPS store or whatever it is? You know, so those people have to market locally, right? And then you have bigger business, like the ones that are truly making money through this pandemic are the businesses that you see doing commercials on, you know, live TV or Hulu and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, those companies, it's where the rich are getting richer, right? You have the money to to do that type of marketing or hitting a specific audience based off of who's watching that, whether they're connected through a cable yeah. company or, you know, over the top from the connected TV on things like Hulu or, you know, Sling and things of that sort, um, you know, or Netflix or whatever it may be. But uh, yeah, so it's like two different routes that people were going and you would think that it would require, and, and the, Businesses that have money have taken advantage of the fact that there's a lot of small to medium-sized businesses that don't, that tend to be in the same space. So sadly, you know, it's like the rich get richer in this type of environment. Right. The the big sharks eating the little fish. Yeah. And, it, and you know, the little fish is still trying to stay afloat. And it, this just made it 10 times harder. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it did. Um what technique has have any techniques for how you keep in touch with people uh, at work changed since all of this? You're doing a lot of video conferencing or more than you used to, perhaps? Yeah. You know, like I said, I, I have customers all over the country from Atlanta to Phoenix to Texas. And I mean, all of them. Um, so I've done a lot of Zoom prior to this. You know, it's pretty normal for me to be talking to people nationally, whether it was a franchise or whatever, maybe, you know, whatever part of the country. But that said, you know, for me as a salesperson, you know, there's two parts of my job. There's selling, right? And then there's client maintenance. So, you know, a lot of my job is spent on finding new business and finding new revenue streams. And in order to do that, you know, it's really about leaning on the inside sales tools rather than outside sales which would be more traditional where, you know, we do a lot of opening up stuff where we would close it face to face. So it's a lot of both, you know? Okay. Must, must be harder to close when you don't get to do the face to face part. Yes, it is. And, and, you know, to be, per to be honest, it's like, it's a little bit easier somewhat. It's harder. Yes. It's way easier to go see somebody face to face. You get to talk, they get to, um, they, the trust factor is immediately there when you're talking to somebody versus, you know, you're face to face talking to them through the computer. 
Right. Um, however, because of the circumstance of everyone having to talk through the computer, it's kind of made the computer time a little more about they're, they're a little more respectful of how hard it is to do what we do without oh, seeing okay. them, if that makes sense. So, yeah, they're, no, they're having to live in our shoes to a degree as a salesperson where normally people are like dodging us and, you know, get away. <laughs> I don't want to be okay. sold anything. And, and, you know, really, that's what we didn't sell stuff. We, we are consultants and strategic. We build strategic alliances with customers and build relationships that start small. And just become, you know, a long-term friendship over time that benefits both of us. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you, do you think your business will ever move back into the offices again after things are considered safe? Or do you think this is the new normal? No, I think a lot of people have already. In our company alone, like our corporate offices in Phoenix, not everyone's there every day. They have a scattered schedule and they have some COVID protocols when they go in where they have to check in every day and, you know, temperature, how are you feeling? And every day they go into the building. So there's, there is protocols in play and a lot of our offices are at home anyway, you know, work from home, like Houston is a work from home. Uh, there's a few yeah. others around okay. the country, but you know, our, our, our company's back in. It's hard catching people in their companies, especially California, you know, like real estate companies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of the professional services are lawyers are back, you know, dentists, yeah. uh, you know, medical services, they're all back and you know, they're all hurting, you know, they're, they're that's yeah. well, every one of them, like the, the dentists are doing pretty well right now, actually. Yeah, well, so <laughs> some things you can't put off for too long, right? <laughs> yeah, recession and pandemic proof. Yep. Yep. Uh, how's your family been holding up through all of this? Uh, you know, it's, it, I think we're, you know, all in all, we're in a pretty healthy mentality through all this, but it's been a struggle. You know, we've, we've had people pass away this year. You know, we've had to do a road trip. My mother-in-law passed away. Uh, I think it was like April, right at the beginning of April. So like right at the beginning of this yeah. uh, whole pandemic. So that was that. And, you know, now I got two kids in high school, one's a senior, one's a freshman, and they're both dealing with their own challenges. My older daughter has not been able to uh, even take the SATs yet, and it's applying to colleges that require the SATs before December. Uh, it's it's an interesting time. And then as a freshman, you know how that is. You go to high school, yeah. and you make all yeah. your friends, and she, she, they haven't been there yet. Like, freshman yeah. year band, you, you know, the band deal is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, my my daughter, uh, she went through uh, senior year in the middle of the shutdown, right? So everything was normal until around January. And then all of a sudden, it all just came crashing to a halt. And she was uh, stuck at home. And there was no graduation. There was no prom. There was, you know, none of the formal stuff happened. So hopefully things will get better in the spring. And, and uh, at least Sunny will have a good end of the uh, the year even though yeah, i know it's that's, hard I, we that's what i keep saying too i think that's the right perspective to have yeah so t you you talked about road trips and traveling uh, what yeah. was it like to travel in the middle of uh in the middle of the pandemic yeah it was fucked I mean, it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, uh you know we're leaving california we didn't know what to think we were nervous about flying we're like you know our kid like i said our kids are in high school this is the perfect time go on a road trip, you know, and yeah. I planned it out. I, I got the itinerary down. I totally booked all these 
hotels all over. I was completely set from the whole trip perspective to go. And we're talking like three weeks, three and a half, like almost three, a little over three weeks. Okay. And uh, right around three weeks, I guess. But uh, it was interesting. You know, we left California. We went to Utah. And, you know, we get to Utah. Everyone's wearing masks. I was like, okay, this is all right. We're in a hotel. We're all freaked out. Kind of hotel. We, yeah. I'm sure it was, comp- I'm sure the hotel's as freaked out as we are. But, you know, we got in there and had this procedure of cleaning out a hotel. And we brought our own pillows. If you travel anywhere in a hotel, bring your own pillow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that was a big deal for us. We had pillows, and uh, you know, we 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 did. It. And then as we continued east, every state we got to, uh, you know, Colorado was great. And then we got past Colorado um, into Nebraska. We went down through that way, and phew, it was like there was no pandemic there. It was crazy. It was they, no one had that. Oh yeah, it's wild. Is it is it that there was no pandemic there yet? Had it not reached there yet, or were they all kind of in a denial? No, there was pandemic there. I mean, as every uh, every place we stopped, one of the things we did in our car, well, Sunny did, would check to see what was the COVID count around here, and she'd see what the little roadside town had if they had any COVID cases. And you know, Google it's tracked everywhere. You could see every little yeah. town we were in was happening, yeah. and all the roadside towns had it because of people like us traveling. You know, like ah. the trucker coming through or whatever. Okay. Outside of these little towns, it wasn't so much. Like, we had a one run-in, right? I think it was Nebraska. I can't remember where we were. But the guy was like, you guys don't need masks here. There's that that that, that virus isn't here. We're like, well, we're not. We're from California. You know, what if, what if we're bringing it here? You know, that's what Sunny said. I was like, shh, don't tell him that. <laughs> no, but I, she's like, I can't believe they don't wouldn't think past the fact that we could have the virus. We're yeah. not, you know, she's like, I don't, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about that old guy telling us that. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. a different mentality, you know, and I get it. Rural America. I mean, you, you know, as we went further in the trip, we were in Iowa. We went up to like Northern Wisconsin. We were in Southwestern Wisconsin and nobody was wearing masks or anywhere. And we, we did, we were uh, yeah. pretty animate think- about it. I think it it's it's kind of been an interesting dichotomy because in one way, living in a big city and probably anywhere in the country, you had a bigger reaction to it because a lot of us understood that it was about controlling the spread so that we could control the medical situation, right? Because I think we were all worried about hospitals becoming overwhelmed and then people not being able to get treated for anything, whether it was COVID or, you know, a heart attack. And the more people that live in a community and are dependent on the hospital, the more aware they are of that problem, right? But as you get into these more rural areas where, ironically, there's less medical resources available for them, they also don't make the connection that if everybody in the town gets sick at the same time, not everybody's going to be able to get taken care of because it's not going to work the way it used to work. Yeah, 100%. And I know what it's like there. Sadly, um, we had an emergency where Katie's stepmom passed out and hit her head really hard. Okay. We had to call 911. Like, she was unconscious. Yeah. I, I could not believe how long it took them to get there. And luckily, like, a first responder did quickly. But if anything happens in those little areas, it's yeah. scary. You know, it's scary. And then you're going to hospitals that are 
you know, they don't have the most advanced care. And, right. I mean, there's right. a lot of factors against you. But that said, that said, Katie, you know, my wife's grandmother, 92 years old, caught COVID there somehow. And uh, she's healed from it. Like, she doesn't have it anymore. She's uh, oh, out of the hospital. Yeah, she is in, like, a recovery, like, a re- rehab center, kind of yeah. getting her space yeah. back. Which I don't think, you know, I think she's been allowed back into a public space. So yeah. when, she, when she got sick, did she get, I mean, obviously she got... Sick enough to wind up in the hospital, but she was 92, you said? So, I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. anything can put you in a hospital at 92. Yeah, exactly. And this woman is tough as can, tough as nails, you know. She's been through yeah. a lot. And, and uh, yeah, she didn't know she was sick because she doesn't hear very well either. And, you know, she just wasn't feeling it. She's tired. And um, Katie's aunt went in, and th- those two hang out all together a lot. They live very close. Uh, Katie's aunt went in for ankle surgery uh she had yeah. a surgery on her ankle and they gave her a covid test and she had it she's like what and she you had no that. symptoms right no symptoms. Yeah. and she's in yeah. her you know, 60s you know and her 60 years old probably and then um yeah i mean it was just crazy that that could be and then she obviously her mom had it too because they didn't know you know yeah, so. this is this is a wacky illness. The way it the oh way it affects God. some people and yeah. doesn't affect others. Yep, it's yeah, going to keep us on our toes for a while. Yeah, and her, and you know the ninety two year old woman obviously landed in the hospital with it twice. She left and went home and went back and then rehab center. She lives alone still at ninety two. Oh, more power yeah. to her, man. That's yeah. kind of cool. How do how do the next six months look to you? You know, pretty good. I it's funny enough. I just talked about my previous job i'm I'm starting a new job on monday oh congratulations (laughs) thank you thank you uh i mean through all the ups and downs of this pandemic and media and you know i was i was in a slingshot getting ready to take off and it just like broke you know yeah best explanation to uh, you know having an opportunity at this new company it's like e-learning company that they're they're simplification experts they uh help companies put complex processes, information, and easy-to-digest formats and communication for their employees. Do you, is this something that you get to take some of your existing customer base that you've worked with in the past into the space? Does it fit? Uh, you know, not really, actually. It is, uh, you know, today I would work with a lot of small to large business owners, but it's usually I'm working with business owners, you know, or even marketing directors that are close, like not so many big public companies. And the, the company I'm going to is called Simple Show. Um, okay. Really cool company. They're headquartered in Berlin, but it started in Luxembourg. They're in nine countries nationally. Uh, very smart, innovative company. I'm really excited about it. But uh, that said, they deal with more like Fortune 1000 companies um, okay. you know, or yeah, organizations that have you know, 10,000 to 100,000 of employees internationally. Cool. Very cool. Um, I will make sure I list them on our liner notes when we, uh, when we push this up on the stream. Awesome. Um, so uh, what are you and the family missing the most these days that you're looking forward to hopefully getting back again? Um, well, I, I can answer that two ways, right? Well, I guess it kind of combines. For me, it's marching band for the kids. You oh, know? Like, okay. I really miss marching band for them. I mean, 
you know, Sonny, it's just, it's, you know how it is. It's their family. And, you know, yeah, they're seeing each other, but they're not playing music. Yeah. They're not uh, having the opportunity to, you know, the camaraderie of creating, uh, you know, something that hits it on the head together, you know, this, you know, yeah. when they nail it, they nail it. And that's a yeah. awesome triumphant feeling for teenagers. And I think they're yeah. missing that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they are. I know, uh, as I said, the end of last year, uh, marching season was over, but all of the, the performance bands and the competitions were lost last year. And we definitely missed that, um, as well. So, well, hopefully some innovative teacher out there will come up with the right solution that'll give these kids a chance, uh, to have some fun. I know I've noticed that other sports teams, out of the high school have gotten limited use of the fields to practice a little bit. Um, And since marching band is considered a sport at the high school, maybe, uh, maybe something good will happen there and they'll get at least to uh, in some size of group get together. I mean, the problem is the marching band is like 150 kids, you know, it's just really large core. It's hard to put that many people together. And it's all aerosol spit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't, between you and I, I don't see any, any instruments other than drum corps and maybe the, uh, the pit crew in the front that plays the xylophones. Yeah. Uh, getting to play instruments uh, in any kind of performance. I, yeah. None of the, uh, none of the wind instruments. Sony did tell me about, I think it was Grace, um, Grace Bugin, you know, from last year's band, yeah, uh, is in Arizona somewhere or University of Arizona, somewhere like that. And uh, I think, yeah, Tucson, University of Arizona. And they're practicing in small groups and they have covers over the bells. And yes. they, they yeah. have a I mask that has like a, it's like a double layer mask with a little yeah. spot for the reed or, or the whatever is coming through there. Yeah, I've I've seen some of that. I've also seen uh, like well, you know, watching Saturday Night Live, they've got the band back together on the stage there, and they're uh, they've put up like um, plexiglass partitions That's around yeah. around yeah. the different instruments so that they they have some protection. Um, I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna figure these things out. We're gonna solve these problems. We just need to get our act together and go and and you know put our minds to it, right? I think um, yeah, I think maybe right. it gets. Maybe it gets better in a couple of months when things change or and things settle down a little bit, maybe, and the world gets quieter, and maybe I'm just being too optimistic for my own good. I don't know. Well, I mean, other areas are just doing it, you know, and just going at it. Places like Florida and Texas, right or wrong, I'm not saying either ways, but I, I mean, the only way to figure something out is to plan and do, and then yeah. replan exactly. and redo, you know, and yeah. it's... Uh, I mean, I don't know yep. what else to say about that. But, yeah. but you know, I mean, I, I, on a personal level, I, I miss concerts. Like, I'm a big music fan. I love music. It's uh, yeah. every extra nickel I have from not seeing my family. It's usually going towards live music. And that, you know, I don't, starting to trickle back in these drive-in concerts. But yeah, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't see music really coming back till uh, maybe next fall and then yeah. next summer. The outdoor shows next summer, probably spring and summer. Yeah, I agree with that. I have the feeling by next summer, even if it's in this weird drive-in format, right, they'll have the process down enough that you'll have a lot more shows scheduling themselves. 
I miss movies. I'm really, really miss going to the movies. It's funny. Um, my wife and I went over to one of the uh, one of the outdoor malls today because I needed to pick something up at a shop, and it was only at that shop, at, at that particular mall. And the movie theater there, of course, is closed because in in L.A. County, at least, all movie theaters are still closed. But the marquee was like a snapshot of last Thanksgiving, right? It was all of the movies up on the marquee were the movies that were up at the end of last at the end of 2019. Right. So it was kind of like this is just really surreal. You know, everybody walking around in masks, a movie theater that's like, you know, a year out of date. Uh, It's just really strange we're living in strange times yeah i think uh I, some of the theaters have opened in some parts of the country yeah they tried they've started opening in other parts of the country there the the studios have been holding back on giving them new releases because they're waiting for there to be enough theaters open for them to make any money the only really big new movie that came out was the Christopher Nolan movie uh, Tenant, which came out in the um, end of the summer. But like, I think it is it Regal that just decided to reshut down everything because the studios have pushed all of their movies out into next year. Cause yeah. you know, for them, the cost of doing the release versus the, the, you know, bang for the buck on the return on movie theaters that are only filled to 25% if they're open at all. And I know uh, in in California, at least in L.A. County, uh, San Diego County had theaters open because I've got a friend down there who who went to see some movies. But L.A. County is still closed because our numbers aren't good enough yet, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I guess I would. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been to too many inside places. And, and we're so put like we have fear bubble on us right now. I have a, a friend of mine was just in Hawaii for three weeks or a month and he had to go through the process of uh you know getting tested and then quarantining for a little bit and getting retested and making sure he was okay and then you know once he was okay they let him loose you know right and no one no one's wearing masks because they've already went through this process and it's not there's it's not spreading on the island at all okay already in the islands but in Kauai, that area but when he got there he felt very nervous for being in front of anybody and like at dinner and like with strangers and he had an anxiety attack and, and he's never had anxiety attacks or anything like that. And he had social anxiety because of COVID and not wow. being what he thought protected. And it did, he was safe. Like everyone didn't, yeah. you don't need to be protected when it's okay. You know, it's uh, I wonder how long that's going to go on and, you know, yeah. I'm hearing somebody else talk of that experience. I could see myself experiencing that to a degree. Yeah, I so can I. I can. I, I imagine that that first time when you're going back out in public and you're not wearing a mask anymore because you don't have to. After what'll be a year and a half of wearing a mask all the time is going to be <laughs> a really strange feeling. Yeah, I guess getting back to whatever the new normal is going to be is also going to have its challenges, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're getting ready. We're going to go visit my mom soon. And, you know, we're just contemplating this airplane trip and having like N95 masks and face shields yeah. and like taking yeah. a couple of days before you see her. And it's like, just wear the N95 and just go. We'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Air, airplanes are supposed to be pretty good 
you know, the, with the air circulation and the filtering and all that they have in them. But I'm in that, I, I have that same kind of a worry about that particular mode of transit, right? I haven't been on an airplane since a year ago this past summer, but um, that first flight back, uh, especially if we're all still in masks and everything is going to be weird, I think. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> um, uh... Uh, is there anything that uh, I can plug for you? We've talked about your business. Anything else you want to uh, share with the world that we can direct them no, to look at? You know, I just think I, I think the world needs to stay positive, and uh, you know, wake up, I wake up every day and feel good about no matter what it is that you know we to a degree we control our perspective and you know our thresholds and our 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 you know our limits and and how far we can go through all this weirdness. That uh, you know, I think in the end there there will be some really good there will be some wins after all this. That's I truly believe that. So cool, cool. That's a good way to look at the world and a great way to end the podcast. Coop, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It was good talking. Yeah, my, to you. Yeah, my pleasure. We'll talk soon.